save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Hey, what's up everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the left, babe. Go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape. Put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Last podcast on the left, it's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. This whole episode, it really reminds me of Ringo Starr's solo coup. Ooh. Ah, and what he had to do afterwards. I was just listening to the, his No No song. No uh-huh. No. It's all about him saying no to weed and no to cocaine. <laughs> really? And he goes like, no, no, I'm not going to be smoking that. Like he does this weird Jamaican accent <laughs> really? in it too. And this is where I really feel where Carla Homolka is now. It, it is she is Ringo Starr doing a Jamaican accent. Don't do that to Ringo. <laughs> he was a fantastic drummer. He could. He, he should have stuck to drumming. Ben, the word you're looking for is competent. He was a competent drummer. Competent drummer. Well, yeah, What's it's, more it's, fantastic than that? It's like a famous joke now about how Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. All right. I'm not going to allow it to stand. Welcome to Last Podcast on the Left, everyone. I am Ben with Marcus and Henry. And today's episode, we are going to fill in a couple of cracks that we weren't able to get to. This is a real crack filler. This is a crack filler. This is a plumber's episode. Fill in the crack. We weren't able to get to all of the 
crazy post-prison life when discussing Carla Homolka. So today we will discuss that. Dare I say today's episode in many ways? It's about second chances. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Oh, and sometimes... don't we all need a second chance even if we kill our own sister? I think that <laughs> Carla Homolka actually didn't deserve a second chance. Yeah, nah. maybe not. Nah. Now, when we ended last week's episode, we talked little about what Carla Homolka did following her 10-year stint in prison. Namely, we said that she married her lawyer's brother and had children with him, but currently lives alone in Quebec. What is it with, with lawyers marrying their most problematic uh, clients well, you get, or, or lawyers' brothers? You get intimate. Right. You yeah. spend years working together. You know all of her secrets. She has confided to you. You've seen the inside of her asshole and her pussy for so long because you watched all of those videos and you just put <laughs> your hand over what she was doing. Right. You just uh -huh. saw her nude body. You put your hand over on the screen physically so you right. couldn't see what was actually happening. Yeah. And you're like, you know, I think a lot of people misunderstand Garla. You start <laughs> saying that more and more often. Being like, yep. I think that actually there's something inside of Carla that I can access and it'll actually help me be a better lawyer and nay, a better man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. That happens a lot with Carla Homolka is uh, men specifically who spend a lot of time around her. The more time they spend around her, the more somewhat sympathetic they become towards her, the more she... I don't know. She trapped. I mean, she definitely does a siren song on these guys and convinces them, even though they've all seen the videos, they've Oof. all they all know what she did. They've heard the testimony. They know everything. And yet when she is one on one with them, she can fuck it. And she can bring out that little snake dance, man. She knows how to do it. She mm -hmm. is a shapeshifter. Yeah. I think that she's like her and Paul Bernardo were a good couple in that way, where it's because she shifted into whatever he wanted him to feel like and he wanted her to be right. So yeah. she fed it. She liked the song and dance. And it wasn't until the heat got too hot that the chef had to leave the goddamn kitchen was mm -hmm. because it had come down that to it. Right. He was turning his murderous impulses to her. She was definitely next on the list. I did get a good update about the nature of how the videos were found and how they were not found in the police search that they're yeah. actually found by the defense lawyers before well, that was like, a bad it, thing for them to find after they went through the house right so this is the way they talked about it in this, this documentary i was watching after they went through the, uh, the house basically i mean and this is barely an exaggeration the police officers were like you wouldn't even believe how we went through that house we but we bound it we tied it down we made it tell us merry christmas we were through that, that whole goddamn house right they couldn't find it apparently it was in a it was in a cookie jar it was in a oh. jar in the kitchen, and it was wrapped up with a note that says, Hey, if anybody finds this, if, if you're a teen, the only people who are allowed to find this are people who lived inside 57 Bayview. They're the only people allowed to read this letter. And then they read this letter that said, If anybody has found these tapes inside while the police are doing their search, you have to call me with the... You have to call me with the code, hey, how are the Jays doing today? That means that they found <laughs> oh, the tapes in the search. Oh, so if not, the you blue Jays, yeah. Yes. Blue, blue Jays. But if yes. not, they're supposed to call and say, hey, how are the leaves doing? Right? Uh, Which the, is the, the maple, maple leaves. leaves. Right? Yeah. Saying that means they didn't find the tapes. His lawyers found the tapes. They said they well, had they lunch. They better find the tapes during baseball and hockey season. Oh, yeah, they had lunch inside of the house. 
inside oh. the 57 baby oh. that part that Lucy house right where all of the end murders happen they just sat there having whatever eating cod nose whatever weird canadian burgers they decided to have <laughs> with, with a the burger fuck. could be a burger yeah. but that's how it it then it turned into this game essentially where then paul said destroy the tapes they're like that's destroying evidence we can't do that now you've tied us in and then his lawyers kick the can to mm. the, the the crown lawyers maybe, uh, maybe record mm-hmm. over the tapes with a little tool time but they yeah. tried to actually blackmail the courts by saying hey you're going to give us a plea deal for Paul Bernardo. We're going to make everybody see these tapes. And the crown was like, yes, everybody has to see these tapes. All right, there you go. (laughs) Well, the road to Carla living alone in Quebec is long and winding. And it's on today's episode that we'll talk about Carla's life in prison and what happened to her after she was released. Sounds like she's living a real duck dick there after prison. I don't understand. Long Long and winding. winding. Oh, oh, oh. Life is nothing more than a duck dick, isn't it? I was just thinking of the Sheryl Crow song. Ah, Life is a duck dick. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you. So skinny. It's very thin. In addition, we'll also talk about the post-prison lives of some notorious American criminals who did their time but currently live fine and fancy lives. Okay. No, fat and sassy. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Eat some soups, cook some bread. Now, after Carla Homolka testified against Paul Bernardo, she was sent to the unimaginatively titled Prison for Women in Kingston, Ontario. <laughs> Ontario, <laughs> which I love, giving it some, giving it some island spice. What do you oh, want yeah. them to call it? To be fair, what do you want? Like <laughs> Ontario, I love it. Um, but Prison uh. for Women just sounds like an ABC comedy. Yeah, not nice. Orange is the new black. Remember that? They were yeah, like, I do. It's kind of funny being in jail. I remember the nude scenes. Uh, mm. I don't think there were any. What? No, it's filled with nude scenes. It's the movie Oz. The no, no, dude. Oz. Oh, fucking Orange is the New Black was filled. was great. Everybody's nude in it. I can't huh. watch all that. Yeah, I understand. Well, let's take a fun little side journey into the prison for women for just a moment. Okay. In the early 1960s, 23 inmates at Kingston's prison for women were given LSD as a part of a psychological experiment. But unlike the Concord prison experiment where young offenders were given psilocybin, Under supervision, with some positive results, the prison for women experiments just seemed cruel and, again, lazy. Next year, we're going to be doing a big series that I'm very, very excited for. But this will feature into that uh, in a way, because a lot of the experiments that went down for human behavior controlling did happen in Canada. And they they were trying to see what happened, because the United States has a really good way of being like, you do it. (laughs) <laughs> Give us the test results afterwards, and then All we'll blame right. you for what you did, you dirty Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> they still had to say yes. Mm-hmm. One involuntary participant named Dorothy Parker, 17 at the time, said that she was given LSD when she was in solitary confinement, and then she was just left alone. Mm. That's not a fun trip. No, it's not, dude. No. This is government acid, too. Yeah. You remember that from Project <laughs> Edward? Like, this shit is, like, not cool like it's not fun or light like this they just it's hot off the presses it's right out the batch and it's like not cut yeah there's really there's nothing to look at the wall you you can't even see any colors or anything it's got to be sad the walls melted the bars of her cells turned to snakes cool she was so terrified that she could only scream without noise or she fucking terrifyingly put it she could only 
dry scream. When you don't have the time to wet scream on your way out for a night on the town, get yourself a bottle of dry scream. Was Was the prison psychologist Scarecrow? What the hell is going on? Why are they doing this? They were inspired by us. She should have just, I mean, if you could have also given her ultimate power to break open the bars and escape the prison. Sometimes when you're on LSD, you think you're really strong, but then you realize you're just holding a piece of bread. You joke, but there's a lot of people that did sort of believe that. We talked about a little bit when we did Project, I believe it was Stargazer, I forget what the term was, when we were talking about remote viewing, that they do believe, there, there was some theory in the end that like maybe you can truly trip hard enough to see the atom linings of things and like move through them. Well, this is uh, the early 60s. This Mm -hmm. is when LSD was uh, brand new. It was not well understood at all what it could do. This is better better living through chemistry. They're thinking at this point, I mean, for fuck's sake, the Nazis just conquered France by being on meth. And that was hey. the only, and that was never possible before. But it yes. was a huge advertisement for me. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of fun to pretend like you're in Castlevania. All the bars are snakes. The malls are melting. <laughs> if it you could be wanted a good that, time. I like I do purposely inside of my own home. If I do as an inside, my house is still just a fucking horror house inside of it, right? I just mm-hmm. animatronics and cobwebs all over everything because we haven't had time to clean anything. But the idea if I took acid and just stayed in the room with my animatronics, then it's fun. That could be fun because yeah. then they yeah. talk to you. You learn about their backstory. They tell you all sorts of things of what it means to be a living scarecrow. You start a band with them. Remember that? Do you guys ever see that band captured by robots? No. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyway, the whole lead singer was captured by his robots and he would sing and the, the robots would make him sing. I mean, that's cool. It's awesome. But yeah, it's voluntarily fun. it's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Well, another unwilling inmate who withheld her name said that she was given LSD and also locked in her cell. In her <gasps> cell, while she was tripping, she slashed her left arm and Uh-oh. hallucinated spiders crawling out of the wound. And by the time she got to the point where she could even try to sleep, she convinced herself that the spiders had all ejaculated. Mm-hmm. And their semen had turned into more spiders, yep. which were all trying to crawl up her vagina. Of course. To prevent this, she stuffed every orifice on her body with wadded up toilet paper. And you just spider have Spider cum. A spider cum is hard to get oh rid of. Have you ever tried God. to get it out of a bunch of clothes? It's hard. <laughs> After I just did Spider Man two holidays in a row? I know. Huh? You and Marcus as well. Oh. You guys know about spider cum. You yeah. know about spider cum. It sticks I, to the wall. I know all about spider cum. That's how he sticks. Isn't that? Oh, yes. Is it? Is it kind? It is kind of cum, isn't it? The spider web itself. Doesn't it come from... It de- oh, well, it we're depends get on into- what it, it depends on what sort of Spider-Man cannon you're going for. If you're going for organic web shooters, then yeah, it's some sort of bodily fluid that shoots Squirt. out of his body. But cannon, for the most part, Spider-Man does have web Machines. shooters that he has constructed that shoot a concoction that he himself has made. Because remember, Spider-Man is also a scientist. He's a boy scientist. He's in high school. <laughs> He's a child scientist. He's a scientist? Yes. He's a scientist who turns into a man him, scientist. Did it give him spider yeah. intelligence? That doesn't no. work. He was already smart. That was his whole problem because he was nerdy Peter Parker and he was always ah. getting bullied by Flash Thompson and all the other assholes. And then the spider bites him and then he goes and he tries to make money being a wrestler and then he I lets remember. the burglar go and Uncle Ben gets killed and then yeah. so on and so forth for 50 fucking years. Yep. Someone's got to make a movie or a comic book about that because that is crazy. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Side stories, LPOTL is webs, shit, or cum. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It's, a, it's definitely a bodily fluid. I'll we'll say find that. out, Marcus. We'll find out. All of this shit is being yelled at like fervently by a man with little tiny, the little circle uh, glasses. So that's how you know he's an old timey psychologist going, 
Interesting. It's interesting. so scary. And that's it. And you're like, what does this data serve? Where? What is, who, what is helping? What exactly. is this Exactly. Well, as far as long-term effects went, both of these women suffered from post-hallucinogenic perceptual disorder. Dorothy, it's basically flashbacks for the rest of your life that can Oof. come at any time, and they're always terrifying. Oh. Dorothy, for example, could only sleep if she held her arms across herself like she was in a coffin. <laughs> she couldn't look in mirrors for fear that she'd be drawn inside. She had oh. difficulty walking downstairs because her depth perception was all fucked up, and she couldn't look at her own skin for too long lest she see it bubble and ooze. Are you just talking about <laughs> Phil Lesh? Because I feel he must do the same. Is he dead? No, 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 no. Fucking fish, I think, has eight, five, eight million dates for this year. So they're doing fine. They're busy, man. I like that Oculus kind of thing, dude. Like going into the mirror and stuff. Tripping and looking in the mirror, that's what I did for Cena's bachelor party Mm, for many, many hours. Yeah, Yeah. But it's fun because what's in there? I've always heard it's the worst possible idea. You learn a lot about yourself. I I thought it was actually really fun. I mean, I was locked in the bathroom. It does sort of feel (laughs) nice to feel to cross the gauntlet of your own ego and personality because that's what it is. It's like you're facing yourself, right? And it's just like you having the ultimate (laughs) evil because then you really have to look. It's like in um, Never Ending Story when he looks in the mirror and it's just being Mm. like because it shows you who you really are, and then you have to look at who you really are. And do you like that man or do you Mm. smash the fucking mirror? Do you like what you see? Do you like what you see? Supposedly, these experiments were set up to test the possible therapeutic applications of LSD. That was the whole point. Let's give it to him and see if it fits. (laughs) But I... You could have given him a Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) Like some kind of like exercise bike. Why don't you draw something? Why don't you... Anything. No, what I think the Canadians didn't understand is that you got to like talk to your patients and guide yes. them through their yeah. trip. They just gave them a tab and locked them away for a few days like they were smoking a fucking brisket. Oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> it's true. Horrible. Set it and forget it. No, remember it. Because those <laughs> yeah. are human beings and cells <laughs> yeah. thinking that the no. spiders are coming all over them. And you're just going, interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. It's not interesting. <laughs> it is. It's not even interesting. It is because because well, as far as I know, spiders come dry. <laughs> Well, if they if it is the Americans giving the Canadians these assignments to do, they gave the Canadians the most bobo fucking assignment there is, which is just give it to them and we'll t- make that test. If you just give it to them and leave them alone for three days, will that fix them? Well, this yeah. is my question. Is it, Which is worse? Set it and forget it? Or psychic driving, which is what they mm. did in Buffalo and they did the other things where you so, like you keep them up for days with high powered music and then you you speed them up with amphetamines and bring them down with fucking barbiturates. And then you you show them butterflies again and again and again and tell them to be an assassin. I think so I, would rather, to be an assassin. <laughs> I would rather have that. I would rather. Have I, it's that. something to do. It's something to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. But with this digression over, let's return to Carla Homolka's time. And Kingston's prison for women. I just thought that was a fascinating digression. It is because it really because that's where she ended up, and now she's yeah. kind of in like, I guess it's sort of a friendlier version. Well, it's no. I mean, Kingston's prison for women is known as the worst women's prison in Canada. This place Good. is fucking awful, and they're purposefully sending Carla Hamolka there. Okay. Now, once Carla went into prison to serve her sentence, her mother Dorothy started suffering nervous breakdowns every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Sure. From reports, these collapses were severe enough to hospitalize Dorothy Homolka sometimes for months at a time, most likely because she was haunted by the fact that one of her daughters had killed the other 
one gray December morn. Yeah, I don't think that Christmas is ever going to be the same for the Homolka family. No, he's saving no. a lot of money on gifts, though. I <sighs> know, technically yeah. it's hospital bills. Yeah, it's hospital that's bills. True. That's not where it goes. Well, no, not in Canada. In Canada, you can feign for free. Oh, oh shit, yeah. So they are making, they're making money. They're making on that money. Murder. Yeah. Now, Carla didn't stay idle in prison. She began a correspondence course at Kingston through Queen's University. And like Ted Bundy, she eventually got a bachelor's degree in psychology. Oh, good. (laughs) But this wasn't really that surprising because Carla did have to fill up her time with something. In Kingston's prison for women, Carla, who at this point had been proved a fraud by the sex tapes, she was locked in her cell more than 20 hours a day. Because while we didn't get to, as the public, see the videos. I don't want to see the videos. There was enough descriptions of the videos that people knew that she was an enthusiastic co-torture. Like she was right there too, cackling and screaming with a leather fucking mask on, mm. doing all sorts of horrible shit. She was the, also the one inserting big things into into the orifices. She was doing this shit, and now she's just out, and she's here. And they're like, "Well, we have to now hide you from everybody else who's trying to kill you." Mm-hmm. Now, Kingston's prison for women obviously didn't have a stellar reputation, and the LSD experiments were the least of it. The facility was said to be cruel, inhumane, and degrading, with the indigenous inmates reporting the most violent treatment by staff. As a result, Kingston's Prison for Women slowly began shuttling prisoners out of the facility in anticipation of its closing in the year 2000. Why didn't they throw a big talent show to keep it open? (laughs) Oh, I don't. I think they wanted to close it. Because no, of all you, the horrible things that happened inside of it. No, no you got to keep it open through a talent show, a bake sale. I would love to see Carla's talent. Um, I will be doing ribbon dancing <laughs> to the Ozzy Osbourne song, No More Tears. Oh, wow. like, wow, I mean, it's like, surprisingly metal, honestly. I didn't expect it to rock as hard as it did, but when she fucking, she swept that red one as he go, no more tears. I was like, Carla, wow. you, you got the X factor. I think it's an Olympic event. <laughs> it is. For Carla, she got, I don't know why I said it is. I don't know if it is I or think not. Maybe I think it is. Not. I actually okay, might have dancing? demoted it for being too stupid. Because <laughs> who gives a shit about ribbons? This isn't Joe Ant's fabrics. This is the fucking, this is the Olympics. Breakdancing will be in the LA Olympics, which will be kind of fun. That's good. That will hmm. be fun, except That's it's nice. going to ruin this city and I'm going to leave town while it's here. Okay. Yep. Well, for Carla, she got her transfer in 1997 to a medium security prison in Joliet, Quebec, oh. called the Joliet Institution. Yeah, Joliet Jake. No joke. Yeah. yeah, that is where the Blues Brothers went to prison, yeah. right? Okay. Well, they went to prison in Joliet, uh, Illinois, Illinois, which yeah. was which is a real, actual, very real prison. This is just, it's just a coincidence that Canada also had a Joliet. Okay. Now the Joliet Institution came under fire for making prison. Far too easy for criminals doing time. But that reputation didn't really make itself known until Carla Homolka was transferred to the facility. Afterward, Canadian columnists thought themselves highly clever in renaming the medium security facility to Club Fed. We've been doing that More like Club Fed. For longer than you've been imprisoning people, Canada. Yeah. That's an American <laughs> bit. Well, is it an American bit or yes. did they start it here in Canada? No, I don't know. I don't know. Either. Maybe I'm because the one I... thing that they do do they do improv anywhere. Yes, they do, and they can yeah. just nail. They're it. very good at comedy. <laughs> they, they are, are very, very, very good funny. at comedy. But yeah. I think it comes from yeah, because even in Goodfellas, they had the guy fucking slicing the garlic with the razor and doing all that kind oh, of shit Club where he's Fed. cooking. That's yeah, Club nice. Fed. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And really, if I was ever going to do time, I'd want it to be in a place like this. Yeah, fingers the, crossed. Yeah, the prison was made up of 10 two-story cottage units with eight women in each, huh? with a grocery store on the grounds where inmates could spend $4 a day on whatever they wanted. I'll they take the condoms. P- yeah, you're not going to get a lot with four <laughs> bucks, but... <laughs> There were porch swings, a tabby cat wandering the grounds, volleyball games, card tournaments, and free reign to walk around the grounds between dorms if the women so chose. This is the type of place where they make those those women prison documentaries I've seen. Oh, ah. I see. Yes, yes where they have indeed. a lot of freedom. Too. I mean, I just I... a lot of leg room, and I think they have a, a lot of times they'll have a scissor room. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is really incredible. I or think it's very nice. Arts and crafts, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with it. In in theory, having a good prison where people are treated humanely, it's just yeah. tough because Carla Hamolka she doesn't deserve people it. People so horribly. Yeah, she doesn't deserve it. Other people no. that are there deserve it, but she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Mothers could even visit their children in an on-site daycare, and Hamolka actually applied for the prison's parenting skills program oh. so she could babysit her fellow inmates' children. Well, I don't know if that's the right idea for her. No. This request was denied. <gasps> okay, what? I'm actually Carla- just <laughs> Why, though? Why, why would you deny that? At this uh, point in the story, it could have gone either way. Yeah, sure. So I'm actually yeah, happy. Yeah, they yeah. finally were like, no. No. Live no. <laughs> from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with Horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders... I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest. and. I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out 
how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Now, Carla's transfer to this facility caused caused a firestorm of controversy in the Ontario press. But when those same reporters interviewed Quebecois residents, what they thought and asked them what they thought of Carla Homolka being held in their province, most of them had never even fucking heard the name Carla Homolka. What? They were in prison. No, this was people who lived in Quebec. Just well, people Quebec lived really around they did, the prison. Really? They had they no did, fucking clue. Seriously, email me sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com about this because it does feel that Quebec, quite often than not, they do live in their own world. They're French. They do. Yeah, the Quebecois, like, they no. have their own news. They don't really want to be a part of Canada, right? Mm. I don't know if that's true or not. We saw that in our Rockterio series. There were yes. so many times that Rockterio was able to go back and forth because Quebec didn't talk to. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna. Okay, it's Ontario. I know it's Ontario. No, no, no. But <laughs> Ontario is fun. We all are I having a good time. On, with I do it. love Ontario, but it's harder to do the the purposeful mispronunciation than the real one because then you get caught up and you're like, what am I saying anymore? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but they they were going back and forth between provinces. But yeah, I'm mean, because you know in Quebec they speak. French, you know, and the English, they don't have English speaking media, or at least they really didn't back then, you know, back they in the They look down on 90s. us like a bunch of uneducated dogs. To be fair, yeah. they mostly spit French. <laughs> yes. It's a very, uh, yes. But Montreal, beautiful, beautiful city. Oh, I love it. I love all of it. We yeah. love Canada. We're just making jokes here. Yeah. We're we can't wait to see. We'll be in Vancouver very soon. Good plug. Yeah, oh, that's right. right. Yeah. But, you know, Carla Homolka, because there was this language barrier, she could expect a degree of anonymity in Quebec for a bit. 
at least until the details of her many crimes trickled their way into the Quebecois consciousness. They're like, no, Zutile, you're not supposed to do what with the pipi. <laughs> no, the husband and wife, they pipi on each other. <laughs> you must be married. Well, sure, marriage would be fine. Drink the pipi, of course. Do not uh, splash the pipi. I think it's everything else they did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, with all the free movement in her new facility, Carla started a sexual affair with a transgender prisoner also housed in Joliet with the birth name of Linda Veroneau. So two male. Female to male, yes. But still, birth female, therefore he was sent to a uh, women's prison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Veroneau was serving time for a series of armed robberies when he first met Carla Hamulka in prison. But once he was released, he reoffended specifically so he could go back into prison to be with Carla. Have um, you ever done anything so romantic in your fucking that, little that's life? That's a love story right there. Truly. You have to be so yeah. addicted to her think, fucking cooch. I think it's more of a lust story than a love story. Could no they, way. Because also in prison, like, I guess you kind of have to figure out a way to consummate it. And then you kind of have that kind of dalliance back and forth. It's like, do we do it you in the scissoring room wedding. we're supposed to? Because you have the scissoring room for it. But then you go to another place where it's just been like, technically, we're supposed to be in the kitchen duty. It's kind of funny. Eat pussy by the soup. Well, from what I've learned from the newest season of Love After Lockup from a, mm-hmm. an inmate, a former inmate who had a lesbian affair while she was in prison, what they do a lot of times is they put uh, they put cloths over the windows and then there's a lookout who yells 12 when a, an officer is coming and then they have to get dressed real fast. All cool. right, there you go. But what about mm-hmm. the lookout? The lookout's just, I mean, probably some getting some, getting a memory. Out. Out of it, yeah, I know? guess, yeah, you get to watch and fucking slap the bean while they're doing it, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I would well, If you want to. Yeah, I mean, you should. If you're, bad, you're if part you're of a bad this lookout. Yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be looking out. You're One eye this way. You can still fucking girk. How long is it going to take you to come in prison? Oh, yeah. gosh. You have all day. Well, interestingly, Carla Homolka would write letters to Verano in the exact same immature, girlish language that she used when she wrote love notes to the psychopathic Paul Bernardo. In fact, Carla's whole life seemed to be an attempt to hold on to childhood. Her prison cell walls were adorned with cartoon character posters. Her letters were festooned with heart, snowman, and teddy bear stickers. And she even had Mickey Mouse bedsheets on her bunk. This is why I don't trust cute shit. I don't At like cute shit. At a certain age, yeah. when you're an adult and you like really cute stuff and you only yeah. like cute stuff, I just feel like you're hiding something. There, it's the problem. It's the insinuation. I know we have a lot of Funko people in our No, sphere. I'm not talking Funko. You can but, have a Funko collection. It just can't. Well, no, never mind. You can collect whatever. You know, it's just You can difficult. have a Funko collection. Funko's, uh, Funko's fine. That's I one know, thing. I'm I just know. saying if you only listen to like kids music and I mean that's weird G rated show and you're 35 and you still carry around like a Lisa Frank trapper keeper like that shit's weird but then again you can also do that it's mostly again if you have sex with your sister and kill her that's the thing is that (laughs) that's mostly again again. because I don't want to yeah that's why it's creepy but she really does I feel like it is an attempt to hold on to childhood I also think that in the uh, again well, we, I don't know if we even emphasized enough with Paul Bernardo when we were talking with the in the last episode She's empty, right? Yeah. There is no Carla. There might be more. I think actually maybe there's more of a Carla than there is a Paul Bernardo. We're like, there is no Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo is a, a homicidal mirror to the world. Like he is just, he is a ghoul and a ghost, right? Carla Homolka is kind of the same way where it's like 
anything that I guess could fill her some like because it's just the empty trappings of what would be a normal childhood bedroom like it's mm-hmm. not any of the feelings it's just like mm-hmm. you just have all this like kid stuff up because it kind of like makes you feel innocent yeah I guess so well eventually Carla and Verano's relationship soured and Verano spoke to the press probably for a nominal fee uh oh According to his recollections, Carla liked to be tied up during sex, and one of the sexual games they played simulated rape. It was the only way she could go. Yep. But while the middle of Carla's prison sentence sounded like a softcore romp, the end of her run in prison was a return to the hard bars of a maximum security facility. Hmm. This one was the St. Anne de Plain Institution. Now, this prison had both a men's facility and a women's facility, and Carla ever the horny girl, began a sexual relationship with a convicted murderer named Jean-Paul Gerbet, who was doing life in the men's unit for strangling his girlfriend. Carla, Carla, don't forget, it's the Sadie Hawkins dance on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Did I you know. ask him? Did you ask him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did we, you? What did he say? He said, what if I could kill you? And I was like... <laughs> You are my prince. Wow. <laughs> wow. Seriously, she got fucked more in jail than some people do throughout all of college. Wow. Yep. From reports, <laughs> Carla and Jean-Paul would leave notes hidden in common areas that male and female inmates use separately at different times a day. Dead drops. Eventually, Gerbet <laughs> It's managed- a pretty CIA term for what <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> it's true. All right. All right. Eventually, Gerbet managed to take a nude photo of himself, which was later found in Carla's cell. Whoa. As far as what she gave in return, she was able to leave him undergarments, most likely dirty panties. <laughs> dirty prison panties. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you got to leave those little breadcrumbs. <laughs> oh, I love that one with the streaks and everything. Eventually, this flirtation culminated in them stripping for each other at a flimsy fence, which was followed by sexual touching through the links. Carla, put your eyes next to the chain link. I will put my finger through the fields. Oh, you're going to poke her in the eye? Yep. Okay. Uh, there you go. I got your nose. Oh, I got your nose. Actually. Nice. Okay. Eventually, though, the good times in prison for Carla Hamolka had to come yep. to an end. Oh, God. Oh, she must she have had to be released. And screaming like that woman from Wolf of Wall Street, not to take her out of the picture. But yep. in this case, she just wanted to stay in prison. Yep. When it came time for her release hearing, however, there were differing opinions on what Carla's place in society was going to be. Make her prime minister. I want to be a professional (laughs) ice skater. No. Do I just get whatever I want? I want to be an icing tester to see how delicious icing was. You can do that. (laughs) Well, a psychiatrist who'd been working with Carla for years had a sympathetic view, and 18 other psychologists agreed that Carla Homolka no longer represented a threat to society. As long as she's getting fucked, no one else is going to die. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what got her in prison in the first place. But a forensic psychologist named Dr. Hubert Van Jigzigem said... <laughs> no, it's I not. Know. I don't oh, know no, what that's not your answer. Why do I feel like he's just like dressed in a plexiglass suit? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely Dr. Hubert Van Jigzigem. There's Jig- no other way. Zigzigem? Maybe it's Gigzigem, but it's either Gigzigem or Gigzigem. 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 
Jigzism. Right. Man, I don't know. I don't anyway, know, man. You know, well, he's from Ontario, so he can be, he can be pronounced <laughs> in any way. Names are interesting, aren't they? Well, Van Jigzigem said that the threat didn't necessarily lay with Carla per se. Instead, <sighs> the threat was that Carla would find herself once again in the thrall of another sexual sadist like Paul Bernardo. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> like if he, it takes two to complete the circuit and Paul Bernardo I mean, yeah what's the Canadian Ted Bundy but she uh, is the Canadian Ted Bundy's assistant yes. you know what I mean like Jan Bundy she, she is Harley Quinn right if this is real right she don't is Harley give her, Quinn don't give her Harley Quinn well, now, status Harley no. Quinn has been turned into a hero because Margot Robbie decided to do her but she used to be a villain now used like she's like this like now she is just straight up this she's an thing. anti-hero She's an mm. anti-hero, but now she's just a hero. Now she's yeah. just the hashtag girl boss hero. Okay. Yeah. Now, from what Van Jigzigem speculated, Carla was attracted to sexual psychopaths, a hybristophiliac, as we said in part one. But Van Jigzigem also said that just so long as she stayed away from men like that, she would be of no danger to anyone. And you guys know, I'm certain, some of our ladies and people who are single who are over, like, maybe the age of 33, right? You know, it's so easy to stay out of those toxic things as soon as you're, like, you're in it. Like, as soon as yeah. you love a bad boy, you're definitely like, well, I'm done with that. <laughs> I am definitely not going to date some other man that's bad for me again. No, I don't know. I mean, what does this mean? How are they going to stop her from dating bad men? They're going to check her Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to set her up. Actually, the next part of this is they're going to do a singles meetup for Carla after this, where they bring her guys that they know, being like, well, my buddy Dave's single and he's an accountant. Well, he actually, nice. he would actually be great for Carla. Yeah. And then you throw a little party for her and they get a pinata. Mm -hmm. Well, that could be kind of nice. It's <laughs> a lot well, for a first date. It right? is. Well, that's the point, man, is they don't know. They've already made the deal. Carla's getting out of prison. There's nothing to be done. But that being said, most Ontarians, or Ontarians, I think Ontarians, most Ontarians, Ontarians? still agreed hmm. that Carla Homolka had pulled a fast one on the prosecution when she made her immunity deal. Because that deal was made before the tapes featuring her participating in the crimes with Paul before those were ever seen. Now you got us on this one. But you'll fool us twice. Shame on us. All right, but this time, you, oh, well, you get out of here. Yeah, right? she pulled a really slow one. Yes. And it's yeah. just everyone was. It was very slow. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty slow. Pretty simple. Therefore, the state was going to make sure that Carla did as much time as possible. And she was denied parole two-thirds of the way into her sentence because the National Parole Board ruled that she was still at risk to commit another violent crime. But it's also not like she'd been a model prisoner. She'd taken great pains to start a sexual relationship with another murderer who had abused a woman to death while she was still in prison, yes. which is exactly what people Jesus. like Dr. Van Jigzigem feared. That is Whoa. literally she. Jigzigem, you got us again. Because we were just joking about it, but now that you read, like, you just say it in the sentence, that is completely true. Like, she sought out another man who killed women. She has a type. Yes. She, like, she yeah. has a type. She wanted it. She was excited for it. Yeah. yeah, way too excited for it. Way too excited. Well, when it finally came time for her to be set free, though, the looming question was where Carla Hamolka would settle. Her parents did help support her, but they still had a rocky relationship due to the whole killing their daughter thing. Huh. It's the whole... I don't even know how they continued 
to have a relationship. But I know that yeah, Lori Homolka, not... she did give this whole speech to Carla about how, like, it's easy to con people, Carla. All mm-hmm. you need to do is change your name and dye your hair, and no one will care that it's you. People are <laughs> are idiots, Carla. Like, it is this crazy yeah. phone call she Jeez. did. Jeez, okay, maybe it's a... Uh... They're into it. They're fine with it. Yeah. They're like, well, we'll just make another daughter. Yeah, the fruit <laughs> didn't fall too far from the tree, perhaps. Well, really, no one wanted Carla. When there was just a rumor that Carla was planning to settle in Alberta after her release, the citizens revolted, and cops had to spend days fielding calls from concerned Albertans. Now, there were speculations that Carla might sneak over here to the United States using an illegal identity, then spend the rest of her life living under a pseudonym, presumably in Las Vegas or Florida, where being a murderer doesn't really cramp one's social life that much. Oh, I would recommend recommend Florida. (laughs) And both both of them. Well, Vegas has a lot of cameras. There's a lot of people around. Vegas is actually pretty well monitored. Florida? I'm thinking Gainesville? I no, think you probably could have had a good you time. You moved to the other harbor of women of ill repute, Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> which I do love. I love Fort Lauderdale. It's got a good spirit, but it's also, it's got such an open spirit that it kind of comes all the way back around where I we give free shots to people who kill their children. It's a little too classy. I think Fort Lauderdale is a little too classy for Carla. Whoa. It's where my parents are. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it also where the porthole is, where they have mm-hmm. the uh, boiled water hot dogs at the strip club? Absolutely. And since COVID, <laughs> they got tongs. Yeah, that was nice. No, I'm pretty sure the boiled hot dogs was just a thing, and now it's now it's gone. Because of COVID, yeah. they're like, well, yeah. that's unsanitary. Yeah, Nowadays, <laughs> now we're just giving out fucking. You're just we're cutting down the ice luge shots. It was uh, it was there for football Sunday. But in the end, <laughs> but in the end, Carla did what everyone expected her to do. Being fluent in both English and French, Carla settled in Quebec, mostly because her face was not as well known in Quebec as it was in English-speaking Canada. But that's not to say Carla didn't have restrictions. After a two-day hearing, a judge ruled in 2005, a month before Carla's release, that she still posed a risk to the public at large. So he put on some restrictions. Number one. You can only have three orgasms a day. A day. A day. (laughs) A day. Police had to know her home address, her work address, the names of her roommates, any changes to her own name, and any plans she had to be away from her home for more than 48 hours. And that notice had to come 72 hours before she left the home. Okay, this does sound like a lot of work you're expecting the government to do in a timely fashion, which I don't think is possible or credible in any way, shape, or form, but it's fine. Not given the history here, but... She couldn't contact Paul Bernardo, and she couldn't contact the families of Leslie Mahaffey or Kristen French. Oh, thank God. You imagine that. Oh, my. We haven't even, obviously, we, we bring a little levity to it. But the families of these victims following all of this shit. Oh, yeah. They must have still, been fucking nauseous. Oh, yeah. They still intense. follow it to this day. I mean, the, you know, Paul Ugh. Bernardo was just denied parole. And, you know, the, the families had to go and uh, give victim impact statements to make Again. sure he didn't get out. And also, uh, this year was the 30th anniversary of the Leslie Mahaffey murder. Can't they so, just play I the mean, tapes it's like again? Double, it's, it's double fucking. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's double tragedy. It. But Paul Bernardo, he, you know, his whole thing is he keep being like, yeah, I did hurt people in the past, but let's think about the rap. Like he really is <laughs> this idea. Rap. Like he keeps okay. like so cool. He keeps on this idea of being like, that's the past. Why yeah. do people keep talking to me about the past? Yeah, it's like well. I'm a guy now. I'm some other mm-hmm. guy. <sighs> I'm Paul yep. Jason Teal now. Okay. Yep. 
Carla also couldn't be with anyone under the age of 16. She couldn't do any drug besides prescription medicine. She had to continue therapy, and she had to provide police with a DNA sample. If any of these orders were violated, Carla was required to serve a maximum two-year sentence. But Carla Homolka never violated any of her conditions. She's never again broken the law to the knowledge of the general public, and she has never returned to prison. Upon her release in 2005, Carla relocated to the South Shore community of Lingale in Quebec. The next year, she attempted to change her name to Emily Chiara Tremblay, because Tremblay is the Quebecois equivalent of Smith. But, of course, her request was denied. Okay, so very common. She just yeah, wants you to want blend to be a common in. name. Yeah, because Carla Homolka. Homolka. That is a very distinct name. Yeah. But also remember, by this point, her name was legally Carla Teal. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But even then, everyone still knew that shit as well. I got to say, though, to be honest, if we were kids, right? Let's imagine us ragtag group hey, of boys. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm not a baby <laughs> kid. Give me the milk. No, Give me not, that milk. No, my fucking. No, go advance a little bit. Kid. I'm a man. You're a teenager. Oh, yes. Uh, it would be kind of crazy being like, Carla moved in next door, bro. Yeah. And yeah. like, then you would have to do like stakeouts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That. We'd be living like, I would send a buzz around middle school. I would yeah. set a fire on a bag of shit yeah. every weekend in front of our house. <laughs> you could. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like the burbs. It'd be yeah. amazing. We did that one time with the uh, with the poop and the uh, and the fire, but the guy just looked at it through the window. Yeah, because he knew mm. what it yeah, was. Yeah, and then yeah. he waited for it to go down, but then he did have to clean it up. So jokes mm. on you, homeowner, who didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Within a year of Carla's attempted name change, she gave birth what? to her first child under the name of Leanne Teal with her lawyer's brother. Oh but my God, remember, this poor fucking kid. Right okay. before he turned, right before Paul Bernardo turned his full sore eye on her, she was playing with the idea of pulling the goalie and not taking her birth control anymore so that she could make Paul give her a baby because that's what she wanted real bad. Oh, thank God so they she, did not have a baby. She thought, could you imagine that? would have ended baby? up like the Lost Prophets maybe the, uh, uh, lead singer uh, situation. Yeah. Or the Prime Minister of Canada. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that <laughs> fucking psychopath would just go all the way to the I'm just saying they would do government. something horrible to that baby. Yeah. That's well, what, uh, what Paul told her is that if, the, if she had a baby, it would have to be a girl because then Paul could turn the girl into a sex slave. Okay, so and I if nailed it. Was it. A, and, and if if it was a boy, then uh, Paul was going to make her abort it. Yeah, he was going to kill her. Oh, my yeah. fucking... Okay. Yeah. You guys, I, I feel like we didn't like, keep... Stre- like, Paul Bernardo was not a nice guy. No. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty well baked into yeah. the... He was yeah. just a total roving psychopath, and we're just very lucky that he was so bad at being a psychopath as well. It's the combination of the two. Was that Besides the laziness of the Canadian police, right. I really don't think that he would have operated for very long because of how bad he was at doing it as well. Well, we can hope. Yeah. Well, reportedly, when Carla gave birth, nurses working at the hospital cared for the baby, but refused to give any care to Carla Hamulka. Now, having a kid seems to, to have gone against one of the conditions of her release. Because, you remember, she's not allowed to be around anyone under the age of 16. <laughs> yeah, but what if oh, you make them? Yeah, but you yeah. made them. Holy yeah. yeah. shit, she, got her, she found herself a loophole. She yeah. did. Yeah, but that condition was thrown away on November 30th, 2005, just a few months after it was put into place. So Carla ended up marrying her lawyer's brother, right? Sure. What a fantastic wedding and that must have been. <laughs> every lawyer has to have her brother. 
Yeah, and every lawyer has to have a brother that's very similar in my mind to a Roger Clinton. Earl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Earl, I just got to sit you down here, Earl. Now, can you stop fucking my worst clients? I don't because understand, Because this is the third you. one you fucked, and they're not for you. But you protect me in court. And so <laughs> what I need you, honestly, is to also protect yeah. me in love. Yeah. And protect when, my heart, brother. Fine, Earl. <laughs> Fuck all of my clients. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, when Carla got out of prison, she had a very specific idea of what type of husband she wanted. In a 1998 prison evaluation, she outlined what type of husband she wanted to find after her release. His first she name said, starts with a P. His last uh, name yeah. starts with a Anardo. <laughs> she said that she wanted to meet a man who was educated, loyal, wants children, and, quote, believes in the moral values of marriage. Whatever. <laughs> He had to love his mother. He had to love pets. He couldn't have a criminal background. And he would be, if possible, attractive. Okay. So, I mean, that's actually nice that she didn't go with, like, serial killer. Well, she couldn't say it predator. at the court. She couldn't say it in court. Uh, she well, couldn't say, a, like, I want a man that will fucking fuck me till I'm almost dead. Like, she couldn't she say that, that in court. No, no, it's hard. You save that for Twitter. Oh. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I want him See, to slay my pussy. I want uh, him to rip up my fucking pussy and punch my face in. I don't but know. But I mean positive. Yeah. <laughs> well, soon after giving birth, Carla left Canada for the Caribbean to escape notoriety. Oh. Hey, man, on to Rio. Got to take yeah. it down south. Yeah, Got go to. to the Caribbean. Why not? Reportedly, she wanted her one-year-old son to lead a more normal life, and she temporarily relocated to Antilles, where it's rumored she worked as a teacher. Oh. Well, before long, Carla returned to Quebec, had two more kids, and resurfaced in the news in 2016, when she was 45 years old. See, Carla had tried restarting her life, and she was living in a Quebecois town called Chateau-Gual, where her children attended Centennial Park Elementary School. And of course, once the press blew Carla's cover, concerned parents whose children also went to Centennial Park responded with yeah. one saying, quote, I'd like parents to step up and make a stink. Make a stink. I want all of you, the biggest, fattest dads and the biggest, <laughs> yeah. fattest moms to stand in front of that elementary school and fart until everybody's out of there. <laughs> smoke them out. Yeah, smoke them out. F fart them out. Fumigate them out. Yeah, I could see parents being like, whoa, what now? What? Yeah. Who, who's, but I also, the, you know, the kids didn't deserve the kids. Don't, you never know who's going to birth you. I mean, yeah. I mean, all the parents who talked to the press made sure to say they felt bad for the kids. But the general consensus yeah. was fuck them. Yep. Because nobody wanted Carla Homolka anywhere around their kids, even if it meant ruining the lives of Carla's kids. Yep. No one has to be born. No, yeah. I'm surprised they weren't giving up for adoption, to be honest. No, she wanted total control. She, Carla <sighs> Homolka, though, wanted to win. Okay. Yeah. Like, I really do feel like in the end she wouldn't see. See? Because that's where the one thing about, <laughs> this might be controversial to say, the one thing about a women's psychological game sometimes is that it comes down to, I'll show you just how good of a citizen I can be and how you can't fuck with me afterwards. And she's like, fuck with the mom. I could see with her playing the long game and like, try to fuck with me now. Now that uh, I'm a, I'm a mother. Uh -huh. Yeah, of so course. She's being a good citizen just to spite the Canadian. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the best okay. kind of revenge, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Well, specifically, what it upset parents at Centennial Park Elementary School the most 
was that Carla had been supervising field trips. Oh my and God. she once brought her dog into the classroom to interact with the other children. All right, now bark at its pussy. Bark at the kid's <laughs> pussy. Yeah, I don't know, Carla. <laughs> bring bring your mom to work day has, or bring your mom to, to school day has really backfired on us. Really you know, all I'm going to say is just thank Christ, Carla and fucking Paul never brought their dog buddy into the whole thing. Oh my thank God, God, Marcus. God. 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 No, hey, that's there's the, precedent that's for the, the fucking toolbox killer. Have there's their dog fuck anyone? Hey, what, how I bad mean, is your life when you're like, I didn't have my dog fuck anyone and I want people to understand that I didn't do that. I'm just saying I'm happy that the dog was left out of it. Yeah, because you know who I think I about? I'm happy a cat was fucking left out of it. I'm happy that all animals were left out of it. Because you know who makes me think about is fucking Dennis Nielsen fucking dog oh, bleep who did nothing <laughs> who did nothing from your grave. how many platforms do i work on so many platforms can you believe it google docs work on that very complicated lots of different things going out clickety clack right slack saying things to my employees all of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here it makes sure it changes cluck to the word i meant for it to say to everyone but i trying to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Now, Carla has since resettled in another town near Montreal, but she's once again been doxxed. She got doxxed earlier this year. From what a court ruled, 
She is a public figure, and she therefore has no expectation of privacy. That means that no matter what, Carla will be doxxed everywhere she goes for the rest of her life. And so it's likely that Carla Homolka will never know peace as long as she stays in Canada. Because while she may have fooled the prosecution in the early 90s, it seems like no one in Canada is ever going to forget what Carla Homolka did. She traumatized the nation during a very specific time. What they all learned, everything that came out in that court, from what I've gotten, honestly, from readers, uh, from listeners' emails that have sent us stuff, like talking about this. Like, Dude, it if was I was one of those jurors, I wouldn't be the same. I, I feel Her, horrible for the jurors on I'm, that Honestly, trial. she is Anyone distinctive. Who had to see that stuff. She's distinctive looking. Yeah. Right. She's she got very big eyes. She she looks like Carla Homolka. So I think she's easy to pick out in a crowd, too. Very much so. Now, she looks yeah. just like Tracy from Love After Lockup, R.I.P. Oh, wow. Oh, mm. she died, huh? Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. Recently. Okay. Great. Good. Sad. <laughs> I don't Good know change. how to react. Okay, it's it's no, that's fine. No, no, you're fine. You, had, no, you no. didn't know who this person. You don't, I don't watch You don't know who this person. They were the sad. best. Clinton Tracy. They were the best. They were the best couple. Easily. How'd you don't have die? to feel. Yeah, your, heart does, your heart doesn't have to bleed for every single person who dies. Yes, that's true. That's true. She just died. Uh, it was a drug overdose. She had a drug kid. Overdose. She put it. She put it up for adoption, and then she had a drug. Presumably a drug overdose. It hasn't been. The cause of death has not been released. Uh, not just too much yet. love, though. No, not too much love after life. No, 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 no. Here in America, when we release infamous murderers from prison, it seems like they can live a pretty solid life just so long as they live it in Florida. All right, you're released. Now, I just need you to go out there and make enough content so we can make a television show. All right, thank you. You get out there, right? (laughs) Don't you kill anybody else. All right. Now, the two of you know more about our next subject Mm -hmm. because... Both of you follow her escapades on side stories quite a bit. But from my reading, seems like Casey Anthony has been doing just fine since her acquittal. She is RBG. living life. She is fine. She's living life. Yeah, she celebrated RPG's passing. RBG. She absolutely RPG, she absolutely was sad about that. Oh, and then um she is basically one of the real housewives of Fort Lauderdale right now. It, it, it is extremely interesting. Although I can't say that her life is glorious. I Are you oh, oh I don't know. Oh, I don't well, think she's doing uh, that. She good. is she could get a table at Flanagan's whenever <laughs> she wants. Her friends actually work yeah. in a place called Flanagan's. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, for those of you who need a refresher, Casey Anthony definitely killed her two-year-old daughter Kaylee back in 2008, but was acquitted of the crime because the investigators weren't tech-savvy and jurors sometimes think they're far smarter than they really are. Shots taken. Wow. Firefox. <laughs> well, the jurors in this case were fucking morons, and the the investigators, I'm not really going to blame them too much. It's just, you know, it was one of those weird times. You don't know that there are more than, there's more than one internet browser on a computer. There's yes. not just Internet Explorer. There's also Firefox. There he is. Mm-hmm. Now 35 years old, Casey Anthony is reportedly working on a detailed and definitive account of her life and the tragedy of losing her daughter Kaylee and everything that followed. As of March 2020... She had three chapters written and ready to go. It's hard to write a book, though, isn't it, Marcus? It so is extremely is she hard. Self, is she self-publishing? No word no. on who is publishing it. Probably that, self-publishing. I'm imagining it's not going to come out. I, would I just don't imagine. think it's going to come out. Yeah. I've heard several proposed projects from her. I know that she was supposed to do the penthouse spread. Mm-hmm. That was supposed For to happen. 500 grand. Yeah, but that didn't I materialize. Think it was, wasn't it Hustler? Or was Maybe. it Penthouse? It, was it might one be of those. Hustler, but then Maybe also... Cherry. The OnlyFans that has been rumored, I still have not yet seen. No. 
No, there's really. I wonder not. if she would be allowed on OnlyFans or if they oh, yeah, kick course. her off of there. That's a free place. It's free. Well, I don't know. Well, today tabloids run the same sorts of stories on Casey Anthony that they'd run on a reality TV star. In May of this year, she got into a bar fight at an Irish pub called O'Shea's mm-hmm. in West Palm Beach <laughs> with a girl named Thelma Moya over a guy. You I don't, don't think... fuck with Thelma's. Oh, you're gonna fuck with Thelma's, Thelma's guy. Thelma's you do guy. Not fuck with a Thelma's but guy. So you you actually you're lessening the you're lessening the importance of this fight. Casey Anthony went as far as to call Thelma her arch nemesis. <laughs> yes. At O'Shea's. Yeah. Well, O'Shea's. Yes. Well, apparently the whole, and O'Shea's is also, that's Casey Anthony's regular bar. Oh, yeah, she's been, Yeah, you can see you, Casey so you Anthony post, at O'Shea's anytime. Uh, if you own that bar, you're just like, she just started showing up. She sits in the booth. We don't know what to do. The listener emails I got from people that were that are on the scene and around the area, they all say the same thing. She pays good money. Her her uh we might say that some people in Florida might have sort of an intention hungry mindset. I so think they go a, and talk to her. You they the well, owners I think, they, I think the owners like the fact that like, like yeah, I own the bar that Casey Anthony drinks. It's, oh, the, it's, like it's notoriety. They, it's oh, the yeah. notoriety thing. They like being anti everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Which has come out that's a more stronger flavor, well, a national flavor that we've seen over the last five years where they like to make sure everybody knows that they're going to tell you to go fuck themselves. So mm-hmm. they do stuff like yeah, Casey Anthony's safe here to drink. Well, I think the yeah. only place she should be allowed to drink is Dick's Last Resort. And she, she gets her, it. Like, so talking she about her gets, pussy stinks. So like my mm-hmm. her baby quote unquote died, and it's like put quotation marks. <laughs> she gets it just as hard as she takes it. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Wait, well, apparently, she needs to get a roast. She needs. She needs to get a roast. She needs. Oh my god! You fucking say that out loud again. <laughs> Casey Anthony and OJ Simpson are next on the roast yep. list for sure. <laughs> Well, apparently, Casey Anthony and Thelma Moya had dated the same man at the same time, and these two West Palm Beach beauties had a long-standing feud even outside of this mysterious man who had the nerve to date Casey Anthony. You know he won't be a father. No, probably not. <laughs> the whole thing started when Thelma spilled a drink on Casey's leg. Oh, no they... one actually spills the drink on accident. Yep, and before they knew it, drinks were being thrown in faces and the cops were called. No charges were filed, but Casey did threaten a restraining order. And that is a far fucking cry from Carla Homolka being chased from town to town. This was reported in TMZ. Oh, yeah, dog. And then I actually went to, yeah, this is probably first and last podcast history. I went to TikTok and looked at fucking Casey Anthony information. Is she on there? No, 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 no. But there was a very fun story that someone had posted that was, uh, I forget the user that had worked at the... O'Shea's? Not at O'Shea's. When she worked for the theme park, when she worked for Universal, she worked Mm -hmm. for the same company, right, that works with Universal. And she sat at Casey Anthony's desk that she used to work at, and she opened up one of the drawers to find a picture of a pregnant Casey Anthony. Mm, uh, that was from weird. when she was met. She was pregnant with Kaylee, and apparently the word around that office was that Carl, that Casey Anthony was a pathological liar. Oh, like yeah. the 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 bit that they said was that she could have a hamburger for lunch, and she'd still say I had a salad for lunch. It's like that type of right, she lie about, about anything. Things that you're like, why are you lying about? When that? she was pregnant, Cares. she called it a cyst. She said Ugh. that she had some cysts growing in her, and then finally she's like, well. Wouldn't you know it? I'm pregnant. And they're all like, yeah, because if you had a cyst inside of you, you'd be if that was that size and growing larger. You're either growing a twin 
Like it's like it's Squato. It's Squato for oh. fucking Total Recall, yeah. or it's fucking uh, you are gonna die soon. You're gonna well, it would die be an ex soon. it would be constant, extreme, excruciating pain. Yes, I will say Casey Anthony in this one situation, she is not as bad as Carla Homolka. Yeah. Yeah, um, Carla's actually worse. I mean, yes, I do Anthony? agree. I do. If you were gonna, if we're gonna, yeah, we're yeah, gonna stack gonna, their crimes. We're gonna grade Carla it. is yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, around the same time that Casey decided she was gonna tell her side of the story, she also launched a private investigation firm in Florida to help those facing serious legal charges. Because, as a source put it, Casey knows what it's like to be accused of doing something she didn't do. <sighs> Yeah, yes, she does. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she applied for that in December 2020. Okay. Yeah. okay. Named Case Research and Consulting Services. And it took me a little bit to get the pun here because hmm. it's named Case because her name's Casey. And it's Case. And also, Case is something a private investigator works on. Yeah. It took you a while to get that pun. You're a New York Times bestseller. Circe is. is. It's fine. He can't know everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not working it out. I'm not little, as smart some... as people think I am. I don't know I how many times I day, have to say no this. One, yep, okay. They don't know. Yeah. Well, the he firm. He works hard. He does. Yeah. He works, works hard. That's yeah, the, work, but that's but the whole that's point. All... I'm not that smart. I just work really fucking hard. That's what you got to do when you're not that smart. At ALP, we, we talk about this, about how talent, we have none of it. It's no. all work. Yes. Well, the firm would never have actually had Casey Anthony as a private investigator herself mm. because Florida law disqualifies felons from holding a PI license. Is she a felon? Yes. She had to face 13 charges of felony check fraud before prosecutors could even get to the murder charge. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. she's a felonious check writer. That's that the biggest crime of all in America. I guess, <laughs> especially in Florida. You imagine looking out your window and just seeing Casey Anthony eating a taco in the car. And she'd be like... It's fucking Casey Anthony's behind. In Florida, what, yes. What is Again, happening? In Florida, it's a special atmosphere. I yeah. guess. But still, Casey could be the face of case research and consulting services. And she could also, like, you know, surve do surveillance on people and, like, Facebook searches and shit like that. Just not she's, the PI stuff. She's like the mermaid <laughs> at the head of the ship. Yeah, of the case masthead. research and oh, consulting okay. services. Sure. Yeah. Well, apparently, Casey has spent the last few years learning the ropes of private investigation from Patrick McKenna, a 72-year-old private dick that Casey's been living with for a while in West Palm so Beach. It's, living with... At some point, Casey, yeah. you will find that it's boring. And at that point, you're going to want to jerk off. Shut and up. When, no. Shut this up. Is, this is part of the training. I'm not doing anything. This is part of your training. You pay me to come out. You'll find out when you get bored out. I don't know why I'm talking like that. It's in Florida. I tell you what, don't. I tell you what, I'll fucking suck your dick so I could live here another month. <laughs> you oh, yeah. old man, old come. Why don't you live here for another five years, okay? All right. <laughs> well, interestingly, Patrick McKenna is also the guy who unearthed the infamous tape of Mark Furman Ooh. saying the N-word a whole bunch and admitting to all sorts of police malfeasance during a conversation with an aspiring screenwriter. That never shit done. wouldn't have come to light if it wasn't for Patrick McKenna. Never say, never say secrets yeah. to somebody who's desperately trying to write a script. Yeah, that would Because hurt. I mean, it's just in the, we're on deadline right now, and I feel the pressure. I'm yeah. just oh, being yeah. like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Furman probably wasn't happy with that in hindsight. No. Yeah, no. you remember this woman when she gave those tapes when she fucking sold those tapes she didn't sell the tapes for money she sold the tapes in exchange people looking at her screenplay that's all she oh wanted oh my god 
That's yeah. right. But this tape oh, that effect- is that's what she did? Yep. That's what got fucking OJ off? Yep. Yes, this tape sunk the conviction of OJ Simpson for the murders of Ron Goldman and his ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and that brings us to Florida's next famous felon. Oh, where is he? Where's the real murderer? <laughs> yeah, who is Where's he? Where's the real murderer? Also, it is important to know we also like and that one went on to create the White Lotus. And it's really incredible what kind of premier television can be made from people. That's not true. I have no clue who that woman is. I was at a I was watching some college football and there was this dude, it was near USC, and there was this guy in the in the, this college kid in an OJ Simpson USC jersey. Yeah. And I didn't know how to feel about it. I was kind of like, you know what? I don't know if, I don't know. If, I don't know. Like, I understand he was very good at USC. Yeah. Yes. But, but, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk football here in a minute, but you're going to oh, have to wait for it. Okay. Now, really, what can we say about OJ Simpson that hasn't already been said? Currently, I love him. <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, the only thing that's never been Didn't said. Do it. What yeah. a nice man! Wow. <laughs> well, currently, OJ lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, where Henry got married. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, and we'll be back there next year. And it is very possible we see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from what I can tell from OJ's Twitter, he spends most of his time playing golf. Hello, Twitter world. He loves golf. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> OJ was released from prison four years ago on October 1st, 2017, after he served nine years for trying to steal back some of his own sports memorabilia in a hotel room in Las Vegas. I actually, funny enough, I feel like it was longer ago. I feel like it was shorter. Yeah, you years. thought it was shorter? I thought it was oh. shorter, yeah. And of course, that sports memorabilia was some of the stuff he had lost to the Goldman family after the Goldman family successfully filed a civil suit against O.J. Simpson for the wrongful death of their son. Yeah. Now, between O.J.'s erroneous acquittal in 1995 and his misadventure at the Palace Station Hotel in 2007, O.J. was a pariah pretty much everywhere in America except for Florida and Las Vegas. During his darkest times... OJ starred, and I gotta mention it again, in the oft-mentioned hidden camera prank show, Juiced. Yeah, man. if you've never seen it, the reason why I keep mentioning it is because I want everybody to see Juiced. It It still stands as one of the most bizarre true crime artifacts in American history. I have never done meth. Therefore, I've never had the meth hangover. Yeah. But it feels like it when you watch that, I would imagine that's what it feels like. Your skin feels like it's kind of crawling and you just feel mm-hmm. dirty. It's yeah. exploitation at its peak oh, it's because yeah. it's not amusing. Wasn't it's not the entertaining. From bum fights? It's, yes. Wasn't he that I believe that guy? so, maybe. Maybe. OG Simpson is visibly intoxicated throughout the entire thing, and it's just it hangs together like watching an hour-long car crash. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, there's a segment where where he uh, tries to sell the Bronco mm-hmm. that he made That's escape right. in. It's just not funny either. I, not no, to it's be not anything. Funny at, How no, could it's not it funny been? at all. What's, oh, wait, hold on a second. Okay, Mr. Film TV critic. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's to your complaint? Yes. To, what would have been, been funny? Well, it, I mean, okay, so I'll just, I'll give an example of, of how bad Juiced is and how truly disturbing it is, is that we had at one point during one of our live show iterations, we had a segment on OJ Simpson being an MK Ultra agent. Yes. And so I wanted to show a segment, a small segment of Juiced uh, to just kind of show the audience this is what OJ did after the yes. acquittal. I watched Juice like four times trying to find like a five to 10, maybe even a 15 second segment of like, Uh, this is what juice is all about. This is a funny bit. And the pick that, and the clip that I finally chose, it was the best one that I could find. 
It was. I have never seen a live show sink so fast. I think that was our so show. In, I think fast. that was one of our first shows in Seattle. Yeah, it bombed. No, no, it, it was. Bombed. It was after Seattle. The one that I remember the most was St. Louis at the BB. At I think it was yes. at uh oh. yeah that St. Louis Berry's show. place. Oh Chuck yes, Berry's that's right. Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great show. Except for that, like it was the biggest sag moment because it just makes people uncomfortable. It's it makes just very weird. people very uncomfortable because it's like three years after his acquittal. Maybe four. And everyone knows in there like, holy shit, this man is not only a murderer, but he's like making light of being a murderer. And it's just not clicking. No. no there was something wrong with it. Well today, OJ Simpson seems to be brute forcing his way back into everyday life as if public opinion is a defensive line that OJ can eventually break through. <laughs> oh. that does, it does feel like that. I just realized that. Yeah, it does feel like a guy searching for openings. He got yeah, a couple yeah. of big wins, though, this year with Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, God, yeah. the Jeffrey Tubin thing. Tubin oh. wrote the book on OJ, and OJ has always hated him. Oh. Yeah. And so when Tubin got caught jerking off, technically, OJ Simpson won God that his day. revenge yeah. that day. Yeah. Just that one day. Just this last Sunday on Halloween 2021, uh -oh, I don't know OJ flew up to Buffalo to attend a Bills game, perhaps what? trying to return to his glory days on he the did. football, football field. Was he, he in did. the stadium? Here's him on Twitter speaking from his suite about the Buffalo Bills past, present, Holy and shit, future. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. Let's fucking get into it. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Uh-huh. At one of my favorite places. Uh, we call it Rich Stadium back then. Hard to believe that it was like 48 years ago that we opened this stadium. It was my fifth year in the league. Um, and it was a year that I gained 2,000 yards in 14 games. And <laughs> as a team, we went over 3,000 yards, yeah. which was an NFL record in... I gotta add, it was only in 14 games back then. Well, they're playing the Miami Dolphins, my Bills. When I was in Buffalo, my rookie year, we beat the Dolphins. Never beat them again. Eight what? more years, playing them twice a year, we never won. But guess what? My Bills gonna kick their butts today. Whoa, OJ, that got scary. <laughs> back then, the first year in this stadium, I had three rookies on offense. Joe Ferguson, the quarterback. Huh? Joe DeLama Lure, now a Hall of Famer. He's wearing his world, his fucking guard, championship ring, too. I went for 2,000 yards, and mm -hmm. the team went for, as I said, over 3,000 yards. And we had a winning record for the first time in my years in Buffalo. Um, we won nine games. Wow, in a 14-game season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're talking about building a new state. That tells me I'm getting really old. But today, I'm here to watch my Buffalo Bills kick some butt. Whoa, okay. I'm just saying. Take care and good luck with your fantasy today. Well, thank you so much, OJ. Jesus we definitely know Christ. that his... For a man who <laughs> forgot just... the double murder, he really has a good memory. He knew everything. Every other detail yep. of his entire life, except he's like... I don't really think a lot about that day. Don't think <laughs> a lot about like, that. Seriously? Oh, I just yeah, don't just, think yeah. about that day. It would have yeah. just been so much easier for you not to commit double murder. You know? Yeah. I'm just, you know, just thinking and about dude, relaxing a little bit. Dude, OJ might actually push through. As soon as people in the stadium recognized OJ Simpson, they swarmed him with the loving embrace of a fandom welcoming back the greatest gridiron hero they ever had. 
So it's just they just a couple of penalty flags in hey, life. Yeah, he, and, uh, he did he's it. Back on track. Um, okay. America loves famous people. Yes. And it does get to a point. I was talking about this with Natalie this morning. On some level, human beings just view fame as this equalizing thing where eventually you just kind of become famous capital f famous and whatever it is that you were famous for you kind of that starts to fade into the background sure and you slowly just become a part of the one of the tv people why was that josh- you stare at every day and you're like that's a tv person i'm gonna vote for them for president well i'll never <laughs> forget uh when we were standing outside we were walking on the street of comic-con these people were just standing outside this door and we're like who are you waiting for and they're just said a celebrity anybody <laughs> yeah and you're like that's literally anybody it's like thing huh. I've ever heard. But like, yeah. why is Josh Gabor famous? No idea. No, clue. but she just was. And it's like, I guess, same thing with like a Paris Hilton. Josh Gabor was just like she was famous. I understand. I actually prefer famous for being famous. Yeah. Versus famous this. for being a double murderer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while Canada certainly doesn't forgive and forget infamous murderers, America seems a little more likely to welcome them back into society, providing, of course, that they're either a celebrity or pretty. Pretty. Aww. It helps. Pretty also helps. Big tits. Pretty, Big pretty tits also help. works. Yeah. Big tits yeah. and pretty also. That's also acceptable. But it is. It's, that's really the only two uh, that we'll forgive anybody for. And also Absolutely. being. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. And let's not forget OJ Simpson was a very well loved celebrity before all of he this. Was. But uh, that quickly fades if you do want to get a little serious. Listen to the tapes of Nicole Brown Simpson calling the cops. You should. He's yeah. a fucking maniac. You remember. Remember. And he is a just listen a to our series. Yeah. Threat yeah. To listen, everybody. He decapitated that man. She nearly decapitated her. He uh, is a he was an absolute beast. Seriously, watch uh, the People versus OJ Simpson. It's uh, fantastic. One of Sadly the best documentaries enough, ever made. And it's one of the it. best documentaries of the last ten years. He yeah. loved it. That's the Did only he? thing that sucked. The only why though it he shows had. that he was a fucking hypocrite and he sold out his all of his people. I think he's like a sociopath. Whoa, <laughs> weird! Oh yeah, I forget. I forget that he's a fucking sociopath. But he, the only complaint he had was that Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr.'s head was too small. What? No, that was man. the pe- that was the That's People the versus OJ Simpson. That's the show. I'm talking about the documentary. The 30 oh, you're talking okay? Series. Yes, the yeah, sh- he yeah, loved yeah. the show. He just didn't because uh, he has a huge fucking oh, head. Was too yeah, small. yeah. No, I, I, I may, I, nay, yeah. The People versus OJ Simpson is the show. Uh, the documentary is. Um, O.J. Simpson's big OJ fat bo- asshole. Re- made in America, I think. Yeah. Made like in America. That. An American that tragedy. That is amazing. Something like Absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That was my O.J. Mistake. Simpson made in America. That 30 for 30, I believe, is fantastic. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, where are they now? Um, it's should, in the your answer should be prison. They're in your backyard. Uh, we want to say we are hitting the road. We're going to be in North Carolina. We're going to be in South Carolina. Come Can't wait. Going to be in Boise. Going to be in Portland. Soon, December. Um, buy those live tickets. We're coming yes. to see your fucking ass. We can't wait. I promise you. No OJ Simpson footage in this in the show. No, not this one. Um, no, and no. do we have something that we Moth would like Man to go coffee. out on? Get the coffee. Spring Hill Jack coffee. Go yes. get that fucking shit. It's fun too. Right. Don't forget this uh, week, Soul Plumber number two is out in stores if your local comic book store ordered enough copies. So please go out there and get that. And I know we have, it's a good problem, but a lot of the uh, copies are already sold out. So Hopefully, yeah, go now. Be, be aware um, um, that you got you got to grab the copies. Go now. Don't wait. Can. Go now. And uh, speaking of, where are they now? There's one man, one young man that we've discovered. This new artist. And dare I say to shoehorn another plug for our weed? If you have weed from us, smoke spark it now. It. Spark it. Oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. Because this guy, huh, he might have. He, you know, he went for the king and he missed. 
Yeah, right. He did. And he ended up going. Well, he, he, hit him. Going to jail. he hit him. He did. He hit him. <laughs> Technically, Ronald Reagan <laughs> was a lot other guys. more hurt. He hit three guys. Yeah. 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 yeah Ronald really. Reagan was much, much more hurt than they had said as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, but we're about to listen to this is a cut from John Hinckley Jr. Who's out? He's loose. He's out and he's out and about. And if you want to hear more about John Hinckley Jr. and his interaction with the music world, listen to the next episode of New Arrivals in the No Dogs in Space Patreon, where we talk about John Hinckley Jr.'s uh, current battle with Devo. Yep. <laughs> hey, someone's got to fight him. Here comes John Hinckley Jr. with his original Don't Give Up on Innocence. He's trying to get into music. He's free. Uh, and Hey, uh, man, it's got 46, 466 upvotes and only 47 down. And when it comes to who we talked about today, Hinckley is the least scary. Sort yeah. of. Uh, he he's very, he's on a lot of drugs. So. Yes, he is very sedated. All right, everyone. Take care of yourselves out there and don't give up on innocence. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. I don't hate it. No, it's it's just fine. It's a it's a coffee shop. If we were in Buffalo and he just started playing this at a bar, no, like, you can okay. see you tapping your foot. I could tap my foot like, to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. anybody can relate to this song. <laughs> I too tried to kill the president. <laughs> <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.